uh, a complete warning to you all. Uh, this episode of the Two Shmo Show may or may not feature politics. Just maybe. I have uh, some very decisive political opinions I'm going to spout out right now. You ready? <laughs> yes. Odin gave up his right to rule Wano when he went off on that crew with Whitebeard and Roger and sailed the seas to Laughtail. So my man, Orochi, is the dedicated shogun of Wano, and those motherfucking straw hats better keep away from him in his rightful title, because we all know Odin died like a bitch. Oh, One Piece spoilers, by the way. I should have started with that. My name's like the... how much of, how, how much of a spoiler is that? Uh it's a pretty huge spoiler. Um we're talking about uh let's see. I think I just spoiled a, a big plot development in the last 100 or 40 chapters. Mm. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Um Yeah, and uh I'm just going to say it. Kaido is a bitch. Should not have killed my man Orochi in cold blood. That's just straight up spoiler for the last 10 chapters, but oh well. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's one piece. If you're in the last 140 chapters, you're basically at the end, or at least you're basically at the current. No, I'm going to argue against that right now. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. But there's like a million fucking chapters. Uh, we are close to a thousand. That's basically a million. Yeah. But, uh, okay. I actually kind of want to figure this out real quick before we uh, go any further. So we're at chapter 995. Mm-hmm. And each chapter runs about, we'll go 18 pages. There are 17,910 pages of One Piece so far. Ridiculous. But also at the same time, it's not that bad. It's not as many as I would have thought. No. One Piece chapters are like super dense in content, but they're mm-hmm. pretty short page length. Um, All right, we, sh- we, should, we should do the intro, and then we can keep this going. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Two Schmo, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Two Schmo Show, ladies and gentlemen. I am the infamous Orion, and I am an Orochi sympathizer. I'm Kyle, and I don't know what that is. Damn straight. Uh, welcome to the Tushmo Show. Um, so yeah, uh, have you heard about the? Was it, is it? I don't know if it's fifty thousand words or fifty thousand pages challenge. What? It's a writing challenge for the month of November. Okay. It, it, there's no way it's fifty thousand pages. No, that seems impossible. It, it must be fifty thousand. Yeah, word. So this is the, apparently in November is National Novel Writing Month, and they have started an event where the idea is that anybody who wants to participate through the month of November writes a 50,000 word novel, and there's a challenge at the end of it, sort of a competition. I honestly need a good reason. Like, I've been plotting out a novel for like the last year, so Mm -hmm. this might be actually good fucking motivation for me to get started on that shit. Yeah. It's like no shave November for people who can't grow beards. Ah, fuck. I have like the opposite. My beard comes in too fucking strong. Mm. I shaved two days ago and I have a beard again. 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, where were we? <laughs> some there, there was there was some uh, I some voting thing this last week. I I don't really know. I don't know either. It's I'll... a small country, a small third world country. The the results probably don't even matter to us. No, I think it's USA. USA, USA, something like that. I I don't yeah. know the language, so it might have a weird accent. Fucking a whole bunch of non good Americans there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bet they're fucking commies. No, they're probably yeah. socialists at this point. Socialists, of course they are. Yeah. Fuck them in their third world country. <laughs> so where is this right now? Because we had, in case you've somehow lived under a rock for your entire life, um, we we done did an election this last week, and it really wasn't looking like it, but we actually managed to get results. I am surprised. Like, I am too. I was like really thinking we were going to have to come on and just be like, oh, we still don't know. It's still counting. But no, Pennsylvania coming in clutch. Yeah. So Joe Biden is, will be the next president of the United States. The president elect. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I'm not shocked, but I'm shocked. Yeah, I, that sounds about right. Yeah, like, it, it's a weird thing, because, like, theoretically, I knew this was going to happen because we had a president who was losing support, did not even win the popular vote last election. Yeah. And, yeah, I totally saw this kind of coming. But at the same time, it's weird to watch something this predictable happen. Yeah. But on the same hand, for me, the entire process is really disappointing and frustrating to see that to see that it was even a question is disappointing. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's a form. Like, so what is it? What is the actual percents right now? Three percent, a three percent spread. It's pretty much the exact same difference in the popular vote as we had in 2016. Um and it's just kind of surreal that after the last four years this is still a question that needs to be asked yeah um oh by the way shout out to georgia in north carolina and alaska it is november 9th at 2 26 p.m as we are recording this and they are still undecided yeah. So, okay. Uh, Georgia. I get Georgia. They, in their, like, it's in their constitution. If they have an election, in any election that is within a certain percent, I'm pretty sure it's within half a percent. Yes. It triggers an automatic recount. So, right now, they're doing that automatic recount, and that's just a part of their process. Alaska, again, totally get it. It's fucking Alaska. It's big. It's desolate. There are some places they literally have to fly ballots in from because uh, of how harsh the conditions are. And if they can't fly, they have to, like, send them cross-country by, like, goddamn sled dog. So I get that. Let's also not forget that What the fuck is going dark. on in North Carolina? Yeah. Like, it has been at 98% since... Do I have it written down? I, w- I wrote down some of these numbers. I think I tossed it. I wrote down some of these numbers on, like, Wednesday night. It has not moved since, like, Wednesday. Really? 
yeah, it's been stuck at 98%. There's been like tiny little incremental adjustments, but the overall percent hasn't budged. I'm seeing 99% reporting. And it probably depends what website yeah. it's through. I'm using AP Press and the Associated I'm Press. I'm on uh, MSNBC's. Mm. They just have a nice clean interface. Yeah, I'll say this. The I don't know. Who are you using for your uh, election coverage of choice? So for me, I wasn't really watching the news. I just had MSNBC's uh, live updating map on my second monitor for like a week straight. <laughs> for me, I was using the Associated Press the whole time. Like I would yeah. occasionally go and like see what other coverage was going on. So I went to Fox a lot. I went to CNN, MSNBC. Um, yeah, I was pretty yeah, much Fox jump- News was the really surprising one. I don't know. It's one of those things where I want to be optimistic and be like, you know, maybe Fox News is just going to throw out the, you know, Trump era Republicans and try and, you know, turn it around. But at the same time, even if they do that, there's no fucking way I'm going to trust them. I don't trust their political commentary, but I trust their reporters. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, Vox, did you see the clip of one of their, like, on-scene reporters in real time correcting one of their hosts? Yes. It was amazing. There's been so many great clips like that that have come out of this cycle. I've uh, worked, you know, with a Fox-affiliated station, and I will say their reporters are fucking good. Like, they are really good at getting everything they need. But also their political commentators are really good at siphoning all that shit out and getting what they want to write a story. I mean, you have to admit, they're very effective at pushing the narrative that they want. Should we start from the very beginning with this whole election cycle and, like, you know, build up on what this last week has been? Sure. Yeah, let's let's flashback six days later. Yes. Oh, so I went to vote in public. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say this. I went during like nine o'clock. I got in and out in probably 20 minutes. Yeah. So go me. My girl, my girlfriend, on the other hand, had an hour, 45 minute wait time. And then uh, her father went out later that day. He had uh, a two hour and 15 minute wait time. So That's it was crazy. Yeah, man. They don't live in the same precinct as me, but they're pretty darn close to me. They're like six minutes away. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was uh it was a weird day that day. Um mm-hmm. so we got like a whole bunch of results early that day. Like uh at the night. Yes. Yes. We did. We had most well, it was pretty neck and neck i'd say yes for I would most say it was a of very the night neck neck. but like by the end of the first night biden had a clear lead and it was at the point where um he needed to flip a couple of key states um i remember it was on during the day i actually probably texted my mom when it happened let me check because it was a big deal on Wednesday when he did finally get Michigan to flip. That was a weird day. That was, that's huge because that pushed him to the point where it went from, he needs a state to flip to take it to, he just needs to hold on to what he has. Yes. It literally, Michigan was the turning point. 
it's the yep. part in the JoJo's fight where yeah, Michigan uh, and Wisconsin both coming in <laughs> is just huge. Yes. It, it's the part in the JoJo's fight where Biden goes, Oh my wa, moi, shin did you. <laughs> then the dramatic music starts playing. Trump goes, Nani? Um, yeah. I was really shocked about Michigan. I didn't think we would have Michigan um, go blue. Yep. Um, especially where I live, which is a very um, Trump-centric location. Yep. Um, yeah, me too, because I was not expecting either. I wasn't expecting anything outside of Detroit to go blue. Yeah, okay. I expected Flint to go blue. Yeah. Um. Which was funny because I obviously with the U.S. election this year, all the in-person ballots got counted first. Yep. Because it was just easier. Yep. And I was at work that time when they started coming in for the uh, Flint's County, and Flint went immediately red. And I just remember seeing out loud, "That's fucking bullshit." I doubt Flint will stay red. Yeah. No. No way. Yeah. And but, it definitely didn't. <laughs> no. Um, um, but yeah, no, I, I've been, there's been a lot of talk sort of everywhere about, you know, why that is the way that it is. And it comes down to states that have been historically blue, like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, that have ended up getting state governments or state legislatures that are majority Republican. So right now, Michigan just went blue in this election more than 50 percent for biden we have a democratic governor but our state legislature is majority republican and because of that there have been laws that are passed like in michigan specifically they can't even open mail-in ballots before the morning of the election yes so when you think about the process of counting a ballot if it's a a ballot that was filled out in person at a voting center you just look at the ballot or it's counted digitally and there's nothing that needs to happen. It's just automatically counted versus one that's mailed in. They can't even open the goddamn letter on it. They have to open it, confirm that the signatures and everything matches, and then actually count it. And that takes a huge amount of time, even if there's, you know, only a tenth of the ballots that are being sent in by mail. Yeah, no, it, it takes what's essentially like a five second process and turns into probably a 15 second process. So tripling yeah. the time. And, and like it's one of those things where it's like oh 15 seconds that's not that much but when you're doing five six million ballots that adds up yes um i was incredibly surprised uh did your county go blue yes they did same i was my I, I mean 50 50 the county i'm living in right now did yes where i used to live very much did not but that is not surprising then i i totally know your county based off like uh what i'm looking at yeah but i was very very glad to see that not surprised uh where i live is fairly urban and you know as far as michigan goes at least um generally higher education in this area so um i was really surprised by muskegon though that yeah i i made a note about this because at like the end of the night on Tuesday, they had basically all of their ballots, and it was at like 96% or something like that. And there was literally a 19 ballot difference between Trump and Biden. 19. Um, and then it didn't take long for the conspiracy theories to come in. Yep. 
Um, oh, they've been. If it wasn't so sad, these would be hilarious, because they're so dumb. I I I I I am going to enjoy them. Thank you very much. I want to enjoy them, but it's hard to deal with the fact that there are people this stupid. Um, what was your favorite? Okay, I did believe one of them okay. for a hot minute. I will say that. So my my favorite conspiracy or my favorite conspiracy related event? Which would you like? Give me both, really. Okay, so my favorite man it's hard to pick a sick i have i absolutely have a favorite one yeah um but conspiracy wise i i just generally love how there's not ever one narrative how it literally at the same time you have people protesting outside of detroit saying stop the boat as you have the same people basically protesting in arizona saying count the vote yes like the level of just complete lack of self-awareness yes that exactly that is astounding that these people can be so blind i think it's because they just aren't bothering to figure out what they're all doing at once i think they're all just doing what they think they need to get what they want it's very knee-jerk reactions without thinking In terms of, like, an individual conspiracy, I don't honestly know enough about any specific one to pick one. Like, I've heard plenty of general stuff, like, oh, the, you know... Oh, no, I guess... I So, there was one in Michigan where somebody made the claim of, like, oh, there was, you know... Okay, I do have a favorite one. Go on. It is Rush Limbaugh not being able to understand how just because he went to sleep people were still counting ballots (laughs) and because more ballots came in at night that was somehow sign of a a sign of voter fraud um what i was really interested in and i thought could be real for a hot moment was uh the fact that there was like sharpies planted and i thought like they, they needed specialized ink to read it you you heard about the sharpies one right Carol? I'm here. Okay. Did you hear about the Sharpie conspiracy? Yes, I did. Okay. I almost believe that for a hot minute, but then my girlfriend's mother works at a polling location, and she literally said that's a baseless claim and all ink works. Yep. All I'm ink. trying to pull it up here, but... Oh, that's loud. Um, last week's night did their piece this week on, of course, the election. And there was a specific exchange between a Trump lawyer and a judge in one of the many spurious lawsuits that they're trying to file that was absolutely amazing. Oh, I forgot about the lawsuits. (laughs) It's amazing because almost every lawsuit so far has been been dismissed, just dismissed out of hand. Yeah. Is that it? So the president yes. is suing okay, your so state. Okay, so this is um, Justice Diamond, and I don't remember where this is, but this is another one of these situations where they're like trying to claim that they weren't allowed into the polling stations, that they didn't uh, weren't allowed to actually watch. And uh, judge asks, "I'm asking you as a member of the bar of this court, are people representing the Donald J. Trump for president representing the plaintiffs in that room?" Trump campaign lawyer. Yes. 
Diamond, I'm sorry, then what's your problem? <laughs> and it was basically that exact exchange for the last four days of like, they won't let us in. Do you have proof of that? Well, no, but... And then they just told them to go away. Because it, you're full of shit. Yeah, it's the equivalent of standing outside like a bathroom saying someone's in there when you're actually just standing there not going mm-hmm. in. Yep. Um, we even got one from the Supreme Court of the United States where yes. uh, there's an ongoing case in Pennsylvania with regard to... Excuse me. How ballots that were postmarked before election day but weren't physically received until uh would be wednesday thursday or friday yes whether or not they should be counted if they can be counted um the state supreme court ruled that they were allowed to be counted but to keep them separate in case further legal challenges uh change that it was appealed up to the Supreme Court, who said exactly the same thing. And through the whole process, all of the actual like poll workers were having to deal with this bullshit conspiracy stuff and like all this crap. And they literally didn't have to do anything different. Everything that the judges ordered them to do was what they were already doing the whole time. Noise. Um, there was this really good um article by the seattle times that i want to bring up mm-hmm. um it was basically bogus vote voter fraud claims and uh it just counteracts each one that was going on social media at the time yep um let's see there was one of a video that had joe biden saying that democrats are going to build the biggest voter fraud operation in history so that was a cute one yeah I remember that one because it was just a clip taken completely out of context. Yes. Uh, what was it? Yeah, it was from the rappers uh, Taylor Green uh, in Georgia, which is interesting considering how they're voting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because of like Biden on October 24th was at, asked a question uh, by a former Obama administration official on um, I'm sorry I'm kind of half reading this half saying it as I say it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was only one part of a three part uh, three parts of that answer yep and yeah they I don't know this I, I cannot read and uh, give explanation at the same time so I give up I've been seeing a lot of the same kinds of situations, though. There was one specific journalist on Twitter who I was following that had put a, I think it was a $1,000 bounty on any voter fraud claims that yes. were on social media that couldn't immediately be solved. Yes. And he was up to, like, last I checked, he was at over 80 claims, all of which he was able to find an answer for by just basically Googling them in about five minutes. Darn! Wait, was the bounty again? A thousand dollars. Just a thousand dollars. Claim that could not be substantiated, or a claim that could not be disproved immediately. Yes. So we're on day two of this whole election process. We have lawsuits. We have conspiracies. Michigan yep. just flipped. Well, what was Wisconsin in this? Did they flip yet? Or 
they had they flipped just before Michigan, but that's their, what I thought. Theirs still is a lot closer than ours was. Yes, uh, like twenty thousand votes close. Yeah, and it's basically held right at that. Yeah. So then it came down to Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina, Nevada, Alaska, and depending on who you ask, Arizona. Yep. Uh, Arizona's call that was made by the AP, um, Associated Press and Fox News. Uh, what'd you think of that? Way too early. You think so? I do. Mm. There's a reason that a lot of places still haven't called Arizona. And there's a reason that Fox and AP and all of those that did call Arizona wouldn't call Nevada. Because they called Arizona way too early when it was at like a 50,000 vote gap or 60,000 or something like that. And now it's at less than 20,000. Yes. But the problem was even though the votes for Nevada had started to get finalized and there's basically no question at that point, they couldn't call Nevada because they had already called Arizona. And if they did that, they would have to give it to Biden and they didn't know. And they would have to deal with the embarrassment of uh, saying that they fucked up basically and called it wrong. Yeah. That was going to kill any journalistic integrity by either outlet. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Who did it first? Arizona? Uh, who called Arizona? AP or Fox first? I think they called it at the same time. It was like a joint thing. Okay. There was a, at least one other place that did it too. But it was like all at the, the exact same time where they hit some threshold in whatever math they were using. And they were like, yep, that's it. Yeah. And then, you know, three days later, no, it's not 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 it at all <laughs> i mean biden is still what i i've been trying to like figure out the math on this for so long because it's you really have to wrap your head biden has an eighteen thousand vote lead in arizona right now yes uh, according to nbc they have an expected seventy six thousand yet to be submitted and that's not a known number that's based on their projections and estimates so in order for trump to tie with biden it ends up being that he needs to get eighteen thousand more votes than biden does which works out to like 60 some percent so more than half something like that yeah it's well more than half which is why these places started to call it because you know the odds based on where a lot of these counties were of that happening was just basically nothing but now, you know, a few days later, that's kind of happening. It's <laughs> very close. Yes. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I know I did the math of, like, what the ratio was for uh, Trump to Biden votes. Yep. And, like, I remember doing the math really early on. And uh, fi- I don't know. I was not exactly impressed with the lead. Oh, yeah. It's like a 1.6. So for every um, ballot that Trump gets, Biden gets 1.6. Something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. I just did the math real quick. Yeah. So that's a a very slim lead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's literally a lead that can topple any second. Yep. I am kind of surprised that they haven't called Georgia yet, though. Where is left? Because everywhere is at ninety nine percent. Um, Illinois is at ninety two percent. 
Yeah, but Illinois. No, I mean everywhere in Georgia. Oh, okay. I'm skimming through their numbers. Because, okay, Fulton County, which has had over 500,000 votes so far, is at 95%. And then there's like three counties, four, five, six. There's like a barely any that are not at 99 or 100%. And two of these are very large blue areas already. Yes. So I feel like they just need to call it. Just get it done. It's have you there. have you seen like West Virginia? I'm sure it's terrible. Yeah. It's all it's it. like the only place I've seen that's all red. Oh yeah, I gotcha. Um yeah, it's West Virginia. It's it's West Virginia. And then we pretty much sat at this uh, standstill of, like, just waiting for Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, Nevada, Arizona, or North Carolina to solidify for, I want to say, a couple days. Yeah, it was, because once Michigan flipped at the end of the day on uh, on Wednesday, we basically didn't know until middle of the day Saturday. So that's all of Thursday, all of Friday, and a half day on each three days. Yeah, that was a weird time. I was glued to my phone the whole time. Um, oh, I know the uh, military votes came in on Friday, I want to say, for Pennsylvania. Yep. And I remember everybody was expecting those to all be red. No fucking way, though. Because like, yeah. how many times has Trump directly insulted the military? Turns out suckers and losers have pretty good memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that I want to say the military ballots were a big part of uh, Pennsylvania flipping over. Yeah, that and uh, the uh, mail-in ballots. Oh, of course. When did Pennsylvania flip? I don't remember exactly when it was Pennsylvania flipped, but it flipped. Same with Georgia. Both of them had ended up flipping uh, like like Thursday, I want to say. Yes. But they were just so close that they couldn't call it yet. And it was on... Uh, Saturday, once Pennsylvania got more than half a percent apart, and then that point wouldn't trigger the automatic recount that mm-hmm. they finally called it. For me, it was. Um, I remember just waking up and find. I, I I used to have. I don't know why I didn't save these because I could have gotten way better uh, accuracy with them. But I had on my phone screenshots of every moment a state flipped, so I could yep. keep like the timestamps. And for whatever reason, I deleted them all last night. <laughs> I know. I did not think this far ahead. Um. Yeah, that's like the kind of stuff I was sending you throughout the time. Like, every time a state flipped, I sent one to you. Yep. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, Pennsylvania just flipped midday through Saturday. No, didn't flip. Uh, solidified midday through yep. Saturday. And it was game over. Yep, that's 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 the that's the ball game. Yeah, because he needed nineteen. Depending on your source, I know it was different because AP and Fox both called Arizona already, so he was like dangerously close already. Yep, for mine he needed seventeen to tie. Yeah, or no, it was seventeen to win outright. And Pennsylvania had twenty. And Pennsylvania had 20. So that was just it. Because I remember, yes, I remember now. Because it was when 
Pennsylvania hadn't been decided. Georgia still hadn't. Arizona and Nevada hadn't. Um, one of Nebraska's districts, because they have theirs actually split. Yes. The two of them. One of Nebraska's flipped pretty early on in the first day. And we were at this point where if everything went as projected, um, Biden took Arizona, Nevada, you know, everything like we would guess. Trump takes Georgia, North Carolina, Alaska, whatever. But that county or that district had gone to Trump. It would have been an exact tie. Really? There was a legitimate chance for about 12 hours that it ended in a dead tie. Doesn't Congress have full jurisdiction after that? Yes, but it's not the way that you think. And it's kind of it would have it would have ended up going to Trump if it had gone to Congress. Because with it's the the House chooses the president and the Senate chooses the vice president at that point. Yes. And with the way that voting is done in the House, it is they call it uh, en bloc, where all of the states vote as a state. So rather than it being uh, votes out of what is it, two forty something, something like that. Rather than it being votes out of the four hundred some seats that are in the House. It's a vote out of 50. And right now, Republicans control uh, 29. Have They have a majority of seats in 29 states, I want to say. Yes. So, uh, you know, assuming it went party lines, it would have been 29-21. Republicans pick the next president. Yes. Um, I should clarify that as of this moment, we don't have full information on the Senate and the House yet in terms of voting. Yes, which is why we're sticking mainly to the presidential election. I feel like all of the projections for the House have been way too loose. Yes. (laughs) Because, like, it was practically immediate. On election day, they were like, oh, yeah, Democrats keep House control. And it's just like, the fuck they are? Are you watching what you're saying? Even now, if you look at, like... Even now, it's on a hair's line. Yeah. What is it? It's like Democrats 215... To Republicans, one ninety six. Yeah, and they're projecting like forty seats or something like that. But a lot of these are, like, look. Okay, uh, if you can right now, pull up a House election map. I am and check out Iowa District Two. I, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, literally a hundred and fifty votes between yeah. the district going blue or red, and it's still ten percent of the vote to come in. Yeah. And there's shit like that all over the fucking place. And they're trying to call it this early. Like, yeah, statistically, the Democrats are probably going to keep it. But to make that call is just it feels so reckless to me. Yeah. I should also point out that uh, third parties have not won a single member in the House so far. Oh, Wabash. Oh, no, wait, that was in the that was the presidential. one. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> yes. So that was a bug. Uh, Wabash did not, in fact, take more votes in, or sorry, uh, Jorgson did not take more votes in Wabash County of uh, Illinois by like 10 times what their actual population is. I have no idea how that happened, but someone fucked up something somewhere and it completely ruined everything. Oh, man. You know how stressful the fuck ups have been this whole election cycle? Because uh, we had, like, a computer glitch with Joe Biden uh, taking, like, all these uh, mail-in votes. So 
essentially the computer glitched so that all the votes that were counted automatically went to Joe, and Trump's votes didn't get counted at like uh, went to Joe. So they had to restart that. It was one of the smaller counties in Michigan. Oh, like for one county, yeah. Yeah. But they did, they they found it, they caught it, and yes. they recounted it, and it was fine. Yeah, but you have no idea how much fuel that added to the conspiracy fire. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely. I I just remember my. I'm not going to say who it was, but a lot of people around here were freaking out about it. I remember there was also a lot of instances where an update of a new batch of votes would come in. It would be like a thousand votes for Biden and nothing for Trump. Yeah. And everyone would be like, what's up with that? How did Trump get zero votes? That's clearly voter fraud. And I've had to see like five people go on and be like, no, it's not fraud. That's just how it works. It goes for both sides that way. Yeah, because don't they do like a whole bunch at once? That way the machine can't uh, accidentally pick and like uh, mix them up. Yeah, sometimes, but, like, there's also just a lot of cases where, regardless of what side of the election it is, you're going to get a thousand people who all vote the same way at the same time. Oh, yeah, when it's, like, a 50-50 choice like that? Yeah. Probability, based off location and demographic. It's the kind of thing you can point to in pretty much every election. There are batches of votes that come in that way. Yes. I love how it feels like every election is someone's first election with some of their uh, lack of understanding of how an election works. Especially when they're, like, over 60. Yes. Then it's always their first election somehow. <laughs> um, going to the Senate. Uh, so, yeah, have... the Senate's going to be interesting. There is a very slim but real chance that the Democrats can take the Senate back. I don't know how so, I feel about that. North Carolina is not going to flip at this point. No. Calling, they still have it as too close to call, but it's a 90,000 vote gap. Is that actually closer than the presidential election? i got to pull up two tabs here. That might I, I actually... Think, is it? Hell, I think it's, it's basically different. the same. Yeah. It's basically the same gap. The likelihood of North Carolina flipping at this point is very slim. It's just it's not there. realistic to expect it. It's there, but it would be very surprising if it happened. Yeah. Alaska. Alaska voted for fucking Sarah Palin. It's not going blue. So um, Alaska is going to stay red. Assuming North Carolina stays red, that puts the Senate at 50 Republican seats. Yeah. And the Democrats, including two independents who are, as they put it, caucusing with the Democrats, um, 48. Georgia has two Senate seats up right now that will be going into a special election runoff, as I understand it, uh, in january i think early january so what is a runoff can you explain that to everybody the idea i don't know for georgia seat one i was under the impression that for one of these seats it was just a straight up election yes whoever got the most votes went in what i've been hearing is that that is not the case that these are both sort of preliminary elections so i'm gonna say this for georgia seat two because i do know how that one works for sure in Georgia seat two, they have a bunch of different people on the ballots all together. There's, uh, why did it go to that one? Give me the Senate special. Give me that special sauce. <laughs> so right now there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight Democrats and one, two, three, four, five, six, six Republicans and a smattering of independents in between there all on the ballot at the same time in Georgia's second uh, Senate district. And what will happen 
for January is the top three who are voted on, which is right now um, Raphael Warnock, Kelly Loeffler, who is the incumbent in the district, and Doug Collins will be on the ballot together come January for the second election, which will just have those three and all of the rest of them won't be counted in that. And this is one that's really hard to judge right now because of the way it's presented. You know, the Democrat leads, but he's only got 32%. But then in second and third place are both of the Republicans with 26 and 20%. And right now it's basically split 50-50. If you tally up everything, I was doing this with some folks the other day. If you tally it up, the Democrats are at like 49.5% and the Republicans are at basically the same spot. Ouch. So for that Senate seat, there's a very good chance that goes Democratic. Hmm. So and this is basically just a way of further making sure that the people who are voting all actually get their voices heard. You know, um, I personally prefer like a ranked voting system where um, if someone doesn't get more than 50% of the vote, you just like start chopping off the lowest candidates and you go to if someone's candidate gets eliminated you go to their second choice and retaliate yes that takes a lot longer to count up though so in this case everybody votes for one person they take the top three everybody votes a second time and then you get a single result at the end of it so do you want to go over some of these senate wins there's not a ton that's super interesting honestly I mean, there's disappointing, like Mitch got, got his uh, seat again. Yeah, but realistically, no one expected that to go any other way. The one that disappoints me is South Carolina. <laughs> South yeah. Carolina should not have stayed Republican for their Senate seat. Like, you can vote for Trump all you want, but, you know, Lindsey Graham is a slimy piece of shit. Lindsey Graham believes black people have no rights. I'm also really disappointed in Maine. Really? Like, uh, look at their, compare their Senate to their presidential results. Yeah, I, I can see that. It makes, it, I mean, it, it does make sense. People vote for incumbents all the damn time. Yeah. I just don't think they should. <laughs> um, the Susan one Collins, I've seen a lot of people talking about how like, oh, you know, Susan Collins is a moderate Republican. And it's just like, yeah, but that's like saying, oh, she's only going to shoot you with a pistol. At least it's not a rifle. Ouch. She's still a fucking Republican. She still toes the party line all the goddamn time I've noticed you have like this very anger anger towards Republicans lately I don't like party politics to start with fair enough I, I find agree. it disgusting the way that they have taken it to an entirely new level in the last four years I, to I, I totally agree with you on every cent of the word. I try just to ignore it at this point, but you're right in that it's very hard to ignore nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, the one yeah, I thought was so, really interesting is yeah. you can see like a lot of these had like uh, vast majority wins, especially in the red states. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, the Gary Peters versus John James in uh, Michigan. I was glad to see that. That yeah. one had me worried for a while. I was really curious because I, I, I could see it going either way. Oh, yeah. No, me too. Yeah. Um, it looks like people pretty much exactly voted like they did for president, though. I wouldn't be surprised if most people voted straight ticket. Yeah. Two, six, three. Yeah, it's basically exactly the same. Yeah. Just It looks like there's just some people who just didn't vote past the presidential ticket. 
Well, that really doesn't, doesn't surprise me. me. People do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for um, most people, it's easier to understand a presidency than it is like Congress and the Senate. Uh huh. Um, where yeah. I can see people not wanting to vote by party lines or just voting based off what they educationally understand. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which one it was because Colorado flipped blue, which wasn't too surprising. But one of the blue states flipped red, and I can't remember which one it was. Uh, let me check. Because I remember the Colorado one came in first, and it's like, oh, yeah, the Democrats are up one seat now. That's one less that they need to do. And then it ended up getting sort of negated within, like, the hour by the other one. Oh, jeez. Oh, question for you. Yes. Because I heard a lot of people talking about this beforehand. Did you believe the possibility of a blue Texas? I thought there was a very real chance. I wasn't expecting it to happen, but... You know, just like. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that in a sec. I'm leaving that tab up. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Arkansas's Senate race. Oh God. It is very Arkansas. Um, I wasn't surprised that Texas stayed red. I thought it would be closer than it was, but Texas is still fucking Texas. Yeah. No. Um, I and seeing how badly Biden pulled in fucking Florida. I'm not surprised the way that it went. Oh, yeah. I remember I took some pictures of uh, when Biden was leading in Florida, just so I could say I could have a blue Florida in my pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Does this one... Oh, you know what my favorite prank to do was this election? What's that? I sent my loved ones uh, pictures of the Electoral College map of 2016, mm-hmm. and I just sent it to them with no context, and they're like, damn it! Damn it. <laughs> Arizona Arizona didn't flip though, I don't think. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, Arizona did flip. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I don't remember. Yeah, Mark a lot Kelly of people is an astronaut, that's cool. What? That's really interesting though. They must have only had the two uh, Arizona Senate race. They must have only had the two people on their ballot because it's just the two of them and then it just has write-ins rather than some independent candidate big question right now ready mm. yes how many votes do you think kanye got it's more than one it's too many <laughs> so you're saying kanye That's only who voted actually for... who dropped out i thought he uh dropped out on election night like after the voting i know he did never should have fucking ran it's such a joke Honestly, I think he went. He, I think he only ran because he knew it would be a joke to a lot of people who didn't want to make a choice. No, I, I have no doubt at all that he genuinely thought that he could win. Really? Yeah. Oof. Yep. I mean, talented as he may be, talented. Yeah. He's a very popular musician. He's not a fucking politician. He's not that smart. Ouch. What are you what are you saying about musicians there, Kyrel? Huh? Uh something very specific about one of them. Oh. <laughs> Wink. Can't find this other one. I don't remember which one it was. I'll I'll I'm gonna try using my Google powers. Yeah, I'm not gonna find it. 
here. I want to talk about Arkansas Senate, though, because this is hilarious. Go on. They didn't have a Democrat on their ballot. That doesn't surprise me. It was their incumbent, Tom Cotton, versus Ricky Harrington, who is apparently a libertarian. Oof. I find that hilarious. Imagine a losing to the libertarian. A third of it was like a it's a clean one third to two third vote, which is closer than I fucking thought it would be. <laughs> oh, Libertarian Party, you're never taken seriously. Nope. Because they're a joke. They make themselves a joke. Oh yeah, dude. Uh wasn't John McAfee running for president as a libertarian? I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. I remember because I, I was clowning on him a lot on Instagram. The idea of John McAfee holding public office is terrifying. Really? Yeah. Like, he's not hes not a great guy. What are you talking about? He made that software. You know the one. The one, the, you mean the, the spyware? Yeah. Wasn't he like, he's like a suspect for like a whole bunch of murders, right? I'm trying to look it up now. I remember hearing some. The the antivirus is like sketchy enough as it is though. Yeah. I've heard some weird stories about John McAfee. about a single uh he apparently announced his second bid for the president in june of 2018 his main campaign issue is to promote the use of cryptocurrencies doesn't that defeat the point of them being crypto if the government supports them no he's just trying to get people to use more cryptocurrency don't you understand that Mm -hmm. we should tax crypto tax big crypto so John McAfee has an entire tab on his Wikipedia page just for legal issues. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Wait, what the hell is this? Um, August 11th, 2020, McAfee fabricated a hoax that he was arrested in Norway during the COVID-19 pandemic after refusing to replace a lace thong with a more effective face mask. McAfee would later post pictures of himself to Twitter with a black eye, claiming that it occurred during this arrest. However, the photo of the alleged arrest shows an officer with the German word for police on their uniform, so it could not have been an arrest in Norway. Osberg police later confirmed McAfee unsuccessfully attempted to enter Germany on that day, but was not arrested. Oh my god. Oh, he was arrested for tax evasion this year, too. I didn't even hear about this. Oh yeah, he's like a big tax evader. October 5th, he was arrested in Spain at the request of the Department of Justice for tax evasion. The indictment alleges he earned millions from 2014 to 2018, but failed to file income tax returns. Oh, and then on October 6th, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission filed a complaint alleging that he had fraudulently promoted initial coin offerings. According to the SEC, McAfee presented himself as an impartial investor when he promoted the ICOs, despite the fact that he allegedly paid $23 million in digital assets in exchange for the promotions. Nice. By the way, Vermont, right? Uh, yes. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, they had a total of 1,266 votes for Kanye. Did they? Yes. 
Vermont's like deep blue though, isn't it? Isn't that where Sanders is from? Yeah. Like I'm not saying it was. I I don't even know what I'm getting at with it. I just thought it was funny. You know you've made it as an independent candidate when you get your picture actually included. <laughs> he was the top five in the top five there. Yeah, fourth place technically. Go Kanye proud of you i would like to meet like one of these single people who actually voted for him in these counties you know it's like the deepest of kanye apologist it is either that or it is just someone actually memeing yeah oh my god that's the kind of third party vote i don't understand like look at some of these third party votes some of these people got literally like dozens of votes how why you know what I'm really proud of? What's that? We haven't found a single fucking Harambe vote. No, don't get too excited though. He could be in he's probably included in like the right ends. Oh shit. Or Her- Mickey Mouse. Harambe votes. Apparently if I remember right, Mickey Mouse is one of the most common uh written in like fake joke votes historically the the disney corporation has to do free advertising right of course yeah i cannot find anything about uh harambe 2020 votes so let's move on from there though because oh boy did election night not end (laughs) oh yeah go on okay so there's like outside of the actual legal things that were going on outside of the votes that were being cast there were uh two major events i don't even want to call them scandals two major farces that occurred uh over the last few days the first of them was a press conference that trump called which was i believe shortly after biden they hadn't called pennsylvania yet but it was pretty damn close to it and Trump basically came up on stage and just started spouting off about voter fraud and, you know, that he actually won. And, like, every major news uh, source that was covering that, within, like, three sentences, turned it off. And issued, like, and it was basically just like, we're sorry about that. That's not true at all. Even Fox News cut him off when he started spouting about that. Oh, of course. Um, so that was good. Oh, okay, go on. Not happy to end it there. Uh, When even was this? Was this Saturday night? Saturday? Whatever. Sometime over the weekend, the Trump campaign decided to hold a press conference. Four seasons. And this is rapidly turning into one of the best memes. Like, ever. Because it's not the Four Seasons Hotel that everyone would think of. This is a press conference in Philly at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. A landscaping company. A landscaping company in a not very nice part of Philly. Like, there's no two ways of putting it. Putting it, It's not a great area. And it was right oh, next I to a porn know. shop. Yep. I heard it was next to a porn shop. Yeah. Oh, did, uh, did you hear about the porn shop owner? No, I didn't. So apparently there were so many people there at the Four Seasons conference 
that he couldn't find a place to park and yeah. he could not get into his store to open it. So he's trying to bob and weave through this whole crowd of news reporters, Trump fans, anybody who wants to be involved in this conference just to open his porn shop. Yep. Beautiful. That's amazing. And Trump didn't even show up. It was just really freaking Giuliani. Wait, he didn't show up? No, he wasn't there. He was golfing. What the fuck? Why do you call it that? He was in Florida. Because Giuliani wanted to make false voter claims too, apparently. Fuck. Um, but yeah, they've been mocked pretty relentlessly about it because it's objectively funny. And I've heard some talk about uh, equating this with like Watergate, with how Watergate is now sort of the shorthand for any, you know, like government ending scandal kind of a thing. Yes. You know, high crimes and treason kind of shit. We're now, um, I don't know which way it's going to go, but Four Seasons will be the shorthand for something that is just so politically dumb that it's on the same scale. Four Seasoned. Mm -hmm. I like it. We'll see how it lasts. Uh, here's the great part, though, because this is really the story that just keeps on giving. Apparently, one of the individuals they featured at this press conference was someone who claimed to be a Philadelphia voter that had personally witnessed voter fraud. This was Daryl Brooks, who took the podium to say, it's such a shame. This is a democracy. They did not allow us to see anything. Was it corrupt or not? But give us an opportunity as poll watchers to view all the documents, all the ballots. And there's so much that's come out of this because like it's like where do you where do you even start one the guy doesn't live in philly he's from new jersey so he can't be a philly poll watcher because he's not from philadelphia no two he's apparently the kind of guy who is where, where, where do they call it he is uh they described him as like a perennial candidate in New Jersey. Like he's always on the ballot, but never wins kind of a thing. And at the same time, he's also kind of just like a politician for hire kind of a thing. He did some work for Clinton's campaign in 2016 um, under a third party group, so not like directly for the campaign, but on that side of it. So you're saying shorthand, he's more than likely doing this for the attention. And the money. He's probably paid. Oh, yeah. Politician for but hire. better. Go on. It gets better. He is also a registered sex offender and pedophile. Hell yeah. That's the cheery on the top. He was incarcerated in the 1990s on charges of sexual assault, lewdness, and endangering the welfare of a minor after exposing himself to two girls aged 7 and 11. Noise. Yep. What a chad. So, oh, there's like so many dumb stories from all over that I want to cover from this like election. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about the Facebook group? Yes. Yes, I did. So on Facebook, there was a group called Stop the Steal, as in Stop the Democrats from Stealing the Election. And after this group amassed a lot of people, did, did we get a solid number on that? Like how, how many, many people, people in the group? Yeah. Or 
uh, it was I remember seeing either thirty or three hundred thousand, but it was at least in the tens of thousands. I do remember the three hundred thousand. So, let me... I remember seeing that too, but I've not like I saw it once, and I didn't really think twice about it. Yes. Okay. I'm looking at the picture that I sent to you. Yes. Uh this is an early one. It's okay. We can verify there was like at least sixty-four k members. Anyway, stop the steal. After amassing a large following, changed its name to Gay Communist for Socialism. Yep. And everybody erupted. So has that been confirmed that, like, the creators of the page changed it? No, no, not really. Because I haven't heard it. The rumor that I've heard, and I haven't heard this confirmed is that somebody set up the Stop the Steal Facebook page with the expressed purpose of doing something like this, of changing the name to something absurd if it gained popularity. Yes. But it very well could just be that somebody, you know, backdoored into someone's Facebook account that had admin privileges just changed the name. I'd say it's very likely of either or. Yeah, I mean, there's I, until something definitive comes out either way, um, who knows? I, I guess I'm not going to go on Facebook and find out. Yeah, but I guess the question is, you know, what does the group say now? Uh, they're all angry. Was, yes, they are very angry. But if it hasn't changed back, then I would have to assume it was intentional, or else why wouldn't they just change it right back? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and oh, there should be one more. Oh yeah, the the Trump Rule Thirty Four, Rule Thirty Four. Yes, another good one. Uh, there's a meme going around right now that the Supreme Court is about to issue a verdict awarding Trump 34 electoral votes. Google Trump Rule 34 to find out more. And for all of you that want to know more about that, I encourage you to Google Rule 34 Trump. Wink. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. This is like, uh, we are covering so much on this episode and it bothers me it's going to be a shorter one. Yeah, and you know, the U.S. election is great, of course, but we also had other news yes. <laughs> happen. Um, big news being that uh, Pfizer, who I don't know if their world headquarters are here where I live, but one of their major production centers is in Michigan here, um, announced that the COVID vaccine that they've been working on for a while now has very positive results. Um, and that they have entered into their global phase three trials. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very positive sort of a thing. They're showing a 90% protection, which, you know, no vaccine is, of course, 100% effective. That's just how vaccines are. So that's pretty damn good. So it's 90% effective with very, very few people having side effects. Um, the numbers I heard was 20% of people had, were found to have a mild to moderate fever as a result of getting the vaccine that cleared up just like a fever would be expected to which is pretty damn good so 90% effective for 20% of people having a mild discomfort um, and it's you know just generally a good thing mm -hmm. I agree uh, Alex Trebek sorry yeah. Yeah. We, we going to cover that or do you want to go more about Pfizer I'm Pfizer um, I was just going to say one thing that in one of their press releases in August, they're talking about having this testing completed by the end of October. That, of course, hasn't happened. So 
it sort of throws their expectation that they're going to have uh, publicly available vaccines by the end of the year off. They may still, but they're very clearly behind in some way compared to the schedule they were planning on keeping. So, okay. That's just what I want to say. Don't, you know, get your hopes up like we're going to have something right around the corner. This is very much still in development. Yeah. It takes forever. Yep. And a day. Yep. Um, Alex Rebecca's is dead. I heard. It's very sad. Not yeah. particularly surprising. I know I'd heard in the past that he did have cancer. Yes. Um, but yeah, very tragic all the same. Uh, rough day. Uh, anything else we have? Uh, Trump fired his defense secretary. I heard. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Parlay, the free speech app, has been topping charts following Trump's defeat. Um, which we already covered this in the past, but I, I think it's hilarious because they still moderate. You know, it's, you know, the free speech app. It's not. No. It just isn't. It's just got more Republicans there per capita. I would love to see like the TikTok uh, K-pop stands like invade Parlay and just flood it. That would I be a hilarious. terrible thing. Wink, 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 nudge, wink, nudge. wink. Yeah, because I've done that in the past with yeah. like brigading hashtags on Twitter, and it's always great. You know what we I need to do? You up? know that internet historian about the Independence Day wars between Tumblr and 4chan? <laughs> yes. We need to kick the hornet's nest. I would love to see Parlay just get filled with K-pop fan cams. Um, what else we have? Okay, um, I talked about this God, years ago on my show. It, it all that, yeah. But Virgin Mega Corp, whatever the fuck they're called, has been working on a project called Hyperloop. With the idea being that it's a form of public transportation that uses uh, low friction environments to travel at it's like a train but with zero friction so it can go really fast and cover huge amounts of distance with very little energy yes. and they've been working on this for years now they finally have a trial pod set up that works so this is like a proof of concept thing that actually works Woo! so that's very cool yeah. um, this is the kind of thing that could very realistically be a you know future public transport very realistically and it would also if it was implemented at like a, a national level it's the kind of thing where you could travel from like new york to la by hyperloop theoretically faster than you can do it in an airplane and with less energy used hell yeah so it's pretty cool yeah um then a couple of pieces of russian news oh great which is just weird. So these are like not actually like Russian government. Oh, we had some good Putin conspiracies though. Um, oh, what was it? Allegedly, Putin was like dying or something. I refuse the Russian to believe government that. Was just like yeah, right. And the Russian government was just like, no, Putin's not dying. Go away. Um, anyways, Putin plus... lives by the spirit of communism. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, three Russian soldiers were killed uh, in, in a shooting on a Russian base near Voronezh. Apparently, an officer was killed with an axe. And yes. the person who did that took his firearm, killed two other soldiers, um, injured a fourth before he was... I don't know if he was arrested. He has been detained. It's not known why it happened. 
Um, there were allegations that he was a victim of hazing. They have denied that, but it could turn into something greater. Um, Vladimir Osichny, who founded the anti-torture project Gulagoo.net, I have no idea, these are hard to say, told uh, the Associated Free Press News Agency that the soldier in question had been beaten by his superiors. So, Russia says that didn't happen. Not surprising there, but this is the kind of thing that could turn into more in the future. Yay. Um, Last piece I have, two were killed uh, as a result of a Russian military helicopter being downed in Armenia as a result of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. This is the first I've heard of any direct Russian intervention in the conflict there. Uh, It's, you know, a shame that fighting is still going on in the region. Um, Sort of a gentle reminder that while the U.S. is starting to get back on track, there are other places that are still in need of support. Mm. That's what I got. Okay, that was a really good lightning round of news. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I need to go to work early tonight, so that's kind of why we're gas pedaling. Yes. Yes. Um, So anything else before we wrap up? That's all I've got. Okay. Um, I just want to mention the Kurozumi clan, where my boy Orochi is from. Uh, They are the true uh, shoguns of Wano. And uh, no matter what these dirty politicians will say, Orochi is number one in my heart. I'm the infamous Orion, and I've been a Shmel. I'm Carl, and I've been a Shmel. And this has been Derailing American Politics with Fake One Piece Politics. Thank you, and have a good night.